Welcome back to the Chill Sounds and Breakdowns podcast. Um, we have a awesome guest today because I just saw him play and then I'm just like, stoked. I like doing that. I like when I just like see someone like uh, play a show and I'm like, oh, I get to talk to them right after. Yeah. But today I got Jake from Nothing For You and Hello. Saints Galine, right? Yes, sir. Yes, yeah, sir. Yeah, yeah, I saw that. I'm like, I didn't, I didn't, I guess I had like completely like forgot because I, I just remember saints can lie like when we uh yeah. we used to play in a band like I, we played with you guys a few times but yeah. i just saw that i'm like holy shit that's right like yeah I, I don't blame you because like the last thing last time saints released something was two years ago and it was a cover okay uh with that being said we got stuff coming this year but it's been a lot of nothing for you yeah over like the past year and a half so yeah i, I don't blame you so nothing for you came after like mm-hmm. Saints Line. Okay, yeah. um, did it come because like Saints Line wasn't like doing anything at the moment, uh, or you just wanted to do something like a little different? Uh, yes and no. Um, throughout like part of the time of Saints Can Lie, I did like try to branch out and start a different project. Uh, we did one where I went to Mexico. The most of the members uh, originate from Mexico, and we actually got to play um, some shows with Whitechapel. So that was really cool. What? Uh, yeah, <laughs> Hold on, it in, was, in Mexico? Yeah, in Mexico. It was really weird because the guitarist of that band just reached out to me randomly. It was like, hey, did you want to, can you record for us? And it was just supposed to be a one-time thing. Yeah. But I was looking for kind of a, a second project to be in. So I was like, you know, I'll, I'll pick this up. We did those shows in like 2019 and then just dropped dead. Nothing. That's insane. <laughs> yeah. That's so crazy. So like late 2019, one of someone that I didn't even really know, he lived in the same town as me. He kind of just, we started hanging out cause he knew I was in saints mm. and he was a fan and everything. He told me about his project. Um, they were playing a little show for like an open mic yeah. night in our hometown because we don't really have many venues or much of a scene. Mm-hmm. Um, and then their vocalist called out because he had to work. And I guess he was a dunce and then yeah. had time off. So I told him I would fill in. We only played like a two-song set. But then after that, I was like, hey, like, I'm down to sit here permanently if that's cool with y'all. And then uh, there we were. The project was originally known as Devolver. Devolver, okay. Mm-hmm. But then sometime, I think a couple months later, we changed it to Nothing For You. Okay. So you kind of like snuck your way in there. just look. But I mean... That's it's not really a bad thing because it's the other dude wasn't showing up, you know what I yeah. mean? Yeah, so, and I felt kind of bad. I was telling the other guys, it was like, you know, if homeboy still wants to do this, I'm not trying to step on any toes. Like yeah. if he wants to, but they were like, no, you're you're good. Like yeah. it's, it's, he was probably on that trend already of like not showing up to practice or not showing up. I mean, he's not showing up to gigs and stuff like that. Yeah. You know? Um, which you know sucks. Even though you know whatever stage you are in your band, it's like we're still like wanting, especially like the the show playing part is the funnest part like at yeah. the beginning so if you're not showing up to that you're like okay well like we're here without a vocalist like what the hell do we do yeah. like it's just it's just not for a fun time it kind of ruins like stuff yeah. for for everybody else once one person starts lacking so i mean looks like you slid right in fit right in you know what i mean Cause, yeah like, <laughs> yeah and that's one of the thing that i think some people don't realize about being a band is like have, at least half of it is just staying, sticking in there. Yeah. Like doing all the things you got to do to be able to go up onto the stage, mm-hmm. whether it's like practicing, producing, um, selling, like getting a draw. Yeah. It's like there's so many little things that come before getting on the stage and putting on the show. There's a lot of work and a lot of people, like I said, if you're not, 
um, if you haven't been in a band or are not in a band, like you mm-hmm. just won't understand it. Yeah. Um, you just kind of like, oh, well, you guys just show up and play. And like, yeah, but that's that's only part of it. You know what I mean? That's almost like that's almost like the reward part of it. It's like, yeah. yeah, we get to play live. You know what I mean? But everything else, like how to get there, like you're saying, you know, all the work you have to put in, like songwriting itself, not like not it's not only like writing a song, be like, oh, okay, we can play it, we wrote it. No, like you have to practice. Yeah. Everything has to be like you have to be put together. Just being in sync with your own like bandmates, exactly. like to to play the music. And not only that, like once you look at performance, like oh, okay, like how do you? What are you gonna do on stage? Like and like. And there's been times where, like, being in a band, I, I didn't think about that part. I was like, oh, I just thought about getting through the song. Yeah. Like, that's all. Like, I remember my first few shows when I was playing in a band. That's all it was. I was like, I just need to get through the songs. And then I, like, didn't practice um, actual, like, stage. Like, what I was going to do on stage or anything like that. Yeah. And not to say, like, they were... I had, like written parts of what I was going to do but I never practiced it so I would overexert myself and like not be able to finish the songs like vocally yep. and I'm like okay so there needs I need to practice like the flow of the show which exactly. is another another thing and like you're saying like selling selling yourself like how do you figure out people to to listen to your stuff not yep. only that how do you get people to come out to the shows is the most complicated thing I don't I don't know if anyone has it figured out but people just try you know what I yep. mean uh, but it, I think it is something that once you tell more people about it or or other people like in a band will automatically be like yeah i know exactly what you're talking about so it's kind of yeah. nice to to like have uh other people around you that are in bands and in music because it's uh you get a chance to kind of just have that relatability it's like hey we both knew like how hard it was to like be able yeah. to play tonight you know yeah which is uh something i respect so greatly of this scene because we talked about it early but there is just so much talent throughout this area mm-hmm. and given after everything the past couple of years it has been so great yeah. to see something come out of the ashes mm-hmm. because over the past years even pre-covid the curtain club shutting down yeah um the door shutting down and then tomcat shutting down rest in peace to oh, rustin rest luther in rest in peace indeed but after seeing everything come down like that and then covid hit when it seemed like oh well this is probably it for the Dallas scene. It's why I'm going to go belly up. But then after that, it's like we've got everything coming back. we got Noise Rot coming up, which I respected so greatly. <laughs> Thank you. Um, and then we got stuff like this podcast going on, just more ways to let the artists and everything shine other than just the shows. There's a, there's, it's just, there's so many, there's so much talent. Like that's one thing that, when when you know uh dj daniel decided to do chill sounds mm-hmm. um the second time around um because we had it we had the the most recent one was like the second one we did the first one and that was just kind of like we had a mixed bill show that's kind of all, yeah. all that was going on um the second time we try to involve as much local talent as available so not only like music like but there's like oh there's like these people that make food like right around here like why don't mm-hmm. we get them like involved uh, all the vendors that were there were all like local businesses kind of thing i was like there's so much talent to go around when we started the podcast like i was telling you initially like it was supposed to be a six episode run and it's like yeah. it's supposed to be six episodes to hype up the festival show some of the artists off and then once we realized and started looking and i was like every artist that played like the show like needs to like i want to talk to them like because it was it was such an awesome experience for me yeah and then i i did a bunch of like episodes and talking to these people and after that i'm like dude that was just 
the one event that we did. I go yeah. there. I go. I know just from being in a band and being in a, like a scene for a while. I'm like, I know all of these like bands. If not, I can like have quick access to them. Like I can get to like somebody if I don't know yeah. them um, because of how the scene works. Because of how like we interact with each other. I don't know mm-hmm. why, but I think we've had we've I've I've had one of the most like I've had the biggest luck with like this scene itself. Like I've. Uh, just met a lot of friends here, like met a lot of like uh, people in, in in bands and every aspect of like the music business uh-huh. that have. So it's it's always been like it's always been interesting to just sit down and talk to people um, from all aspects of it. But I think in this scene especially, like we've um, we've kind of cultured that, and I think mm-hmm. everybody like for the most part, I haven't ran into most people that like just try to hate or bring like you down or anything yeah. like that. It's specifically they all, all everybody's kind of like supporting each other. Um, so this this felt like a no brainer. It's like oh you know let's just talk to more people. Let's keep highlighting people. You know what I mean? Because yeah. there's so many too. You know what I mean? And yeah, yeah. And that's kind of a I hate, as as much as I hate to admit it, that was a little bit of a hard pill to swallow. Yeah. Because I started performing in this scene when I was like 14 with a uh, Saints. Yeah. And like the first three out of our first four shows were like battle of the bands oh, so yeah. developed this mentality of you gotta be better than the next guy you gotta be better mm-hmm. than the the last act and the next act you gotta be better than the headliner and then that just kind of dwelled into my head of like uh you you gotta dog eat dogs eat dogs out mm-hmm. here you gotta try to be the best band out here but it's it's not like that at all you yeah. know and there's so many great bands around here and i'm every single show i'm just so glad to get to share a bill with so many of them, whether it's one I played with before or a brand new one that I'm just discovering. Yeah. And that's another great thing. It's like, especially now I've seen so many newer bands come out and they just slap. There's so many bands that are just like good, but that I just want to touch on that thing you were saying was because it's one thing that I felt exactly was how do, like how do I at first when I started was being in a band and like playing shows I'm like how do I get better like how am I be- how do I become better than this band like who's here like how do I get better than them and it, initially that's the way I went into like the band which like I said it didn't take like many shows for it to just completely flip and I'm like oh like why do you, like I shouldn't be caring about being better than like these bands like yeah. I should just be worried about how to like get us better sure like as a band but all these people like are you know friends and like resources for like getting better you know what i mean and learning more stuff different styles different ways of approaching songwriting different like things like that and i've like taken full benefit like of of all of that um in this scene so that's that's really cool to to be a part of and to also see um being in like the scene as as long as like even like uh like you've had i'm sure you've like seen it as well and like been part of it Mm -hmm. um so uh so you said Saints Can Lie is, is going to be having some, maybe some stuff coming out, right? Yeah, we got, I don't want to go too much into detail, um, but we got we uh, everything as far as the band itself is done. Okay. Um, so it's already mixed and mastered thanks to um, having COVID, I guess. <laughs> the only good thing to come from it. And then we got one session of outside sources and uh, people that we're bringing in. And then after that, it's done. So with, I mean, with that being said, it's taken so long to get Saints 2 going, mm-hmm. but if we wanted to, we could probably drop like three singles, just one after another. Yeah. But, um, it was one thing I was listening to with, uh, the Atlantic Blue episode is yeah. part of 
you know, being a band is knowing how to gain that traction. And with that, you got to learn how to properly release something, mm. how to properly, you know, tease it, do yeah. all this and that. I used to hate that so much because <laughs> I would be so antsy, like, I want to get this out. I'm ready for people to hear it, I'm ready for people to hear what we've been working on. But, you know, part of that's the buildup. Yeah, it it is kind of <laughs> an annoying thing to have to think about. Yep. And it, it's, it, I always... Um, with with band stuff and, and even like with anything else like as soon as you have something you're like i want people to hear it like exactly. i want people to hear it i want people to be as hyped as i am like listening to it now yeah. but part of that goes into like how do you how do you release it cuz i a lot of the times what happens is especially like at at, at a, like a local level but even like at, at any level you release something and it's like people will listen to it for like a few weeks maybe yeah. and then like it's gone but you're like oh it took me so much work to make this yeah. and like no one's like paying attention to it anymore and and it's and that's like fine like you're writing music for yourself but you also like want people to like to listen to it and appreciate it so you kind of have to think about those things like oh okay so what are we going to do to to get more the most people to listen to it and exactly. spread it around and how do I get it out of when I think specifically for like uh, when we were in a band, I I was I didn't really put into thought, but uh, how do I get more than just like the people around me here yep. to listen to it? And and that was like tough. Like I didn't think about it. Like people were like, oh, you have to get them on like playlists and stuff like that. I never thought about that. I'm mm-hmm. like, oh, I thought people just like put that on. It's like, oh no, you can like submit stuff to be put on things. Like oh, okay, and I'm like, uh, and just content building. Like, what are you gonna put out for these things? And yeah. it, it is. It is annoying, especially I think when you're like a musician, all you want to worry about is like, I want to write the music and then I want to play it. And that's that's as much as I want to have to think about. Um, But if you're trying to, again, get your music out further than that and also like help for you to play outside of here you know because mm-hmm. I mean? like yeah. i know touring is one of the things that people like love to do um which is one of the things that we like never got to do but i know that's something most most bands have that goal in mind it's like eventually yeah. like oh yeah i want to go out of here and and play for people and then hopefully have some like fans out there um that are going to come out and maybe bring more people to kind of listen to your stuff. Yeah, which, you know, after the little bit of experience I've had with doing stuff like that, like little weekend runs um, and, like, headlining some shows, it's, like, and I guess any advice to, like, bands that are just dying to headline a show or go on the road, it's like, you know, there's going to be points in your music career to where you're playing to a drunk a drunk guy and the sound guy. Yeah. <laughs> and at this stage... Unfortunately, that's how it kind of is when you go outside the state. Mm-hmm. It's uh, you catch maybe the five people who are there at the bar to just have a good time, and then mm-hmm. the sound guy. Um, if you're headlining, it's like, especially like I said, living far away, mm-hmm. have fun leaving at midnight and getting home at like two a.m. Yeah. Which you know, there's it's not bad. I'm not going to say like, oh, you should never want to do anything like that. But I look at it kind of as being an athlete. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, once you kind of like. As an athlete, once you get signed and go pro, a lot of people want to think, oh, like, here it is, the dreamland. It's like, no, it's not over once you do that. It's like, cool, you've done that, but now what are you going to do? It's still, yeah, it's still work. Like, how do, why, why are people going to listen to you? Like, how do you get them, mm-hmm. like, there? Um, why should people come out to your shows? Yeah. You know what I mean? And that's, that's where people get the, uh, the whole, like, oh, it doesn't matter, like, how many people are out there. Like, you have to play exactly like you would any other normal exactly. show because that's what it'll take if there's you know two people there then those two people at least know hey those dudes like went full ass like um 
I mean, even like, uh, uh, I've like I've been to shows where I've literally been part of that crowd. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like I've been part of those like three or four people that were there just listening to. But if the band like played like their normal show, um, that normally left me a little bit more. And it, because there's no one there, like I get a little extra time and like get to talk to them and stuff. Yeah. So normally those are the bands that I'm like, oh okay, like I'm gonna go home and listen to them, and then I'll keep up with them. Yeah. And, and do certain shows. Like I, I forgot what band I saw a long time ago. I saw like Outlining Color. I think I saw them, and uh, it wasn't like dead or anything like that. But it was a smaller show at like Tomcats, and uh, yeah, like they they played they like whole ass their set and then like afterwards i talked to a few of them and to this day like i've kept up with them just because like yeah. oh we've had like uh, i've had like one or two experiences one after you know what i mean like they tend to people tend to remember like those like people even when they come back to town they're like oh okay like i remember this person like was here last time but it, it is discouraging like at, at first yeah. when you're playing like those shows yeah i mean with that being said you know Playing to, like, three people can, you know, be a really good time because, like you said, you get to make a little bit more moments. And I'd rather, honestly, pay, play to, like, three people who are really into it mm-hmm. than, like, 100 people who are just sitting at the bar. Yeah. The people who really enjoyed your set. <laughs> I just saw, like, I just saw a meme about that. About, the, like, the color graph <laughs> yeah. and everything. Yeah, that was great. But, I mean, yeah, there's nothing wrong with playing to, like, maybe, like, a small handful of people, you know, I've played shows like that where that small handful are just in it. They're having the smallest pit possible, mm-hmm. but it's like, like you said, there's another person that didn't know my music that I reached out to. Yeah. And you know, at the end of the day, that that's always a win. That's, that's super valuable. Cause I've had, I've played shows where like made like the one or two, like one person would come up and be like, really loved everything. And the next show, like, they brought two friends and I'm like oh okay and then like oh I heard about your band from this person and I'm like oh okay like the one person like yeah could potentially spread it to yeah. like you know more people and, and bring it the attention because it's like oh no I was there like I saw them they like they played great and like I, I you know I interacted with them and they were like good people mm-hmm. and that makes I think that like makes that interaction makes people want to come support a little bit more like if they if they witness that, you know what I mean? You're not, cause I've seen also bands that like, I've seen also bands that like, I, I recently saw a band that I was super stoked to see and like half ass the set. And I'm yeah. like, man, like I like these songs, but I, I can tell like that you don't want to be here. And, and that kind of like, you know, it didn't kill the band for me. Like I still love that band, but it made me like, man, like that wasn't as fun. So, you know what I mean? Next show, like maybe I was like, yeah, maybe I won't go. You know what I mean? Like yeah. just a little bit of things like that, like affect everything. And it kind of sucks. Cause it's not always their fault. You know what I mean? Like some, yeah. sometimes like something happens like that day, something sucks and you kind of just have to push through. But that's, that's kind of like the balance. I think people have to, to walk that, that line they have to walk. Yeah. Yeah. Your discography can say a lot about you, but for those who attend, your live performance can speak volumes more. Yeah. Because anybody can go out and grab a CD, play some on Spotify, play some on YouTube, this, that, and the other. But once you're in a venue seeing that band, and, you know, like you said, it's not always their fault, but if they just look like they don't want to be there, that's going to make said audience member feel like they don't want to be there. Yeah. It's like it wasn't a memorable time. Yeah. It's... It- like I said, it, it's hard, but at the end of time, like, if you're at that level, like, that's your livelihood, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, the way normally tours and, like, shows and, and merch you sell at shows, that's, like, where bands normally make their money. You know exactly. I mean? So you'd have to really kind of, like, hey, like, if it's 
something's going on and I'm feeling like shit right now, like, I gotta act like that's not a thing. Like, at least for now. Like, at least while we're performing, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, maybe I get off stage and I don't talk to anybody if it's that bad or anything. But even then, like, sometimes, like, talking to those people, that's part of that's part of the job. That's yeah. part of, like, being in a band. It, once, once you get to to that but even when you're under that level it's even more important because that's how you get there like that's yeah. those performances and those and and obviously the music that you that you write um how do you how do you do you, so on um in nothing for you do you just do you just do the vocals like how do how do you just like your guys' writing process like work um it's pretty similar to saints um with how both bands will go it'll be like some really rough programming of guitar and drums mm -hmm. and then that will then get sent to me and then that's where judging off of the tone of the song where i pick a theme okay and then i start writing the lyrics for it um then we'll get together or i'll send the lyrics out and be like this is what i want this song to be about these are the lyrics like how does everyone feel about that and then thumbs up or thumbs down mm -hmm. usually thumbs up yeah, yeah i was gonna say do you ever do you ever get like friction on like subject matter for songs? sometimes really sometimes <laughs> um i can't remember specific times but i can get a little cheesy sometimes and yeah. they'll be like nah let's not do that let's like mix this up like sometimes like hunter the guitarist my brother he'll get with me and then we'll kind of uh mix and match a little bit yeah um i'm not gonna say i have a hundred percent uh credibility to vocal writing but um i'd probably say like Especially nowadays, like ninety percent of the time. Gotcha. Okay. Um, yeah, that. Uh, I feel like you, I'm, I'm. I'm glad to hear that they like. You know, sometimes you get like friction because I think you need like people need that like in, at any in any part of the band. Yeah. Level like you need to have that honest like critique or criticism where yeah. it's not. Um, the good thing about in a band, for the most part, unless you have someone that's just like hating on you, then you shouldn't be on that band yeah. like together. But. If someone in the band like is criticizing like a part that you wrote or anything like that, it's for the benefit of like the band. You know what yeah. I mean? Like the, you guys are in the same band together, so most of the time if they tell you something like you, you like you should appreciate that because yeah. it's like it, it it sucks. Like it's an ego for like it's an ego hit sometimes. Like oh crap, like really I really is. like this. You know what I mean? Like it's it's kind of tough, um, especially like writing like lyrics and, and if you think you wrote something, and but sometimes it takes that that outside view to be like oh okay maybe yeah, yeah. you know this this shouldn't have been like what i written or maybe i should give it another shot take another angle at it yeah it's kind of going back to what i was saying about half of it staying in there it's also like accountability yeah um being able to not i guess put yourself on so much of a pedestal that you're like i guess the face of it all mm -hmm. but being able to like take that hit of like hey like i love you but this this sucks. We kind of need to change it up, and it's yeah. like being able to take that hit and get back up. That's, yeah, that's also a part of that staying in there that I that I was mentioning earlier. Yeah, because you know some people will just take that and be like, oh, you know, they don't like any of my ideas immediately. When it's like, no, I just am suggesting you like help out. Like again, it's it's for our benefit. You know what I mean? Like for everybody's benefit. But it again, especially with with creative projects, those are like tend to be like a little bit bigger hits because like uh, again it's yourself that you're putting out there and it's just like oh nah man nah, that that wasn't it kind of thing I'm like, yeah oh fuck like you're you're talking shit about me kind of thing and it's like no like we're we're trying to work out like here so we we get a good song you know yeah. at the end of the day like we're trying to make good music exactly yeah which that's one of those things if you kind of can't put that past yourself and give yourself the check on that then as a band it's like the morality of it's not not gonna look good if you're yeah. always clashing your opinions with what people would feel like to be the best in the band mm -hmm. like it's not like one of those things where you you don't have a voice but um 
you just need to be able to be on the same page. Yeah. And sometimes, you know, majority can get the benefit on that. Yeah. Um, because at some points throughout your career, there are going to be things that you will not agree with. Mm-hmm. There's not going to be a hundred percent. Yeah, I think, and I, I think it's weird, but I think that's a good problem to have to a degree. You know, what I mean? yeah. like you, you need to eventually be able to agree on stuff. But like, if you guys are arguing and fighting about like the way stuff should be re- written, and not, not, not I mean like fighting, but I mean like just having conversations about like no it should like maybe yeah. go a little bit more this direction it just means that people care like they're giving a fuck about it if exactly. people are just letting you do whatever you want just like oh it means really i'm just saying like i don't really care how the song turns out i just needed the song to be made yeah and like like personally i would rather be told this sucks let's rewrite something mm-hmm. for it to be better than just have someone let it go by them and be like uh yeah that's that's good. Yeah, it's really great. And then yeah. go up on stage and look like an idiot. Yeah, and and then in the worst, I'm like later on, I'll be like, yeah, you know, I thought that wasn't a good idea, but you know, whatever you wanted to write, and then be told like, it. Yeah, and when I'm like, it's no, too no, late. like this is again, it's a band. It's everyone's responsibility to keep yeah. everybody else in check. You you know, it's not one person. It's like, oh, you wrote a shitty part. And it's like, no, 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 we all wrote this song together. <laughs> so if you didn't like the part, you should have said some shit. We would have fixed it. You yeah, go at it. Um, it can't really be like that, and and you can't really be hard-headed and set in like your ways either you know what i mean um there'll be struggles and fights but most of it is compromise but i i mean like i just speak from personal experience because that we've like i've written songs that uh i remember one specifically uh we wrote a song and like everything was like done like they had a parting time i'm like you know what this is i go i can't write to this like i this isn't gonna be good and i was like we shouldn't do this and i was kind of like opposing it but like everybody else kind of came like no nah, you you know gotta you it's gonna be good it's not and i'm like okay so i didn't try to write to it it was hard but it pushed me to be able to write something that out of my comfort zone yeah. and, and that's one of the things that's really easy to stick to like it's really easy to to stick to what you know and not want to push further than that so having other people to challenge you and be like no nah, like you can you can do something here like you just have to work at it and again it just creates creativity like that way yeah and having i guess kind of moments of that stepping out of the comfort zone that's something that i've really treaded in in both bands um mm-hmm. with saints can lie hate uh that's kind of a story of my life when there was a time when i had nothing but hatred yeah towards like people myself the world and um kind of turning that into the song and the way that i can express how i felt about that how i don't want to be consumed by hate i don't want to hate the world i see i don't want to hate myself yeah and then um with our with nothing for you zp most recently halfway down the title track for that uh discusses um a story about one of my closest friends who had killed himself back oh, in okay. 2020 yeah and that was uh, some of the hardest stuff I had to write, but it's something I felt like I had to write. Like therapeutic in a way. It's like it's it's the yeah. way to get the emotion out, maybe. Yeah, that, and I know that I'm not the only person mm-hmm. who's experienced stuff like that. So I wanted it to be like a a message to either anyone who is uh, wanting to commit suicide or someone who has lost someone to suicide that you know um, that they're not alone. Yeah. Yeah. It's. It, it is an interesting thing that music has um, of how it connects a lot of people. Mm-hmm. And one of the things that I don't know why this like notion kind of like trips me out, but the fact that like you can write something and it'll affect somebody, yeah. but like you'll never, like sometimes you never know, you know what I mean? That person might not ever come up to you and tell you like, oh, like this song, like did this for me kind of thing. Um, 
I was talking to uh, uh, Cody from Silver Court, and he was saying that like, he like had somebody like coming to him, telling him like, "Oh, like I was going through this, blah blah,", blah and then this this kind of song like helped me through these things. I'm like, yeah, "That's yeah. cool." I go, "But you gotta imagine like how many people you won't get to meet, but you, that your music like affects, you know, like you just will never meet." But because we share so many things like in common, just as people, like most people, like it, it, someone might hear that song and it'll get them through that might be the song that they have on repeat for this and that but like they will maybe never get a chance to like let you know that but that's one of the things when you're writing that you kind of have to it just you just put it out there and be like okay it's it's up to you like everybody else will have like their own interpretation and their own like meaningfulness to to themselves other than what you wrote it um but it's really cool how that like will connect a lot of people like together i mean and then you you know sometimes run into like someone who's got a similar experience with a song like that you guys just like share in common which yeah. is, is is such a cool thing that music does you know what i mean to to connect people yeah um i heard that audio clip from uh, cody mentioning that and i instantly connected with it um we had someone when we played at the rail club nothing for you did um and we played that song and the song came up to me it was like hey i i tried to kill myself uh, at this time and you know the song really spoke to me and i'm really glad that um i was here to see it yeah and i told him i was like that's amazing um you know you deserve life you deserve better than what you mm-hmm. give yourself and you know i'm glad that you were able to hear that and experience that and stuff like that that just that that's what keeps me going uh not even just stuff like that maybe just stuff like man y'all sounded great i'm glad i came uh, when's the next one or just someone who even comes to the merch booth to say hi yeah. like kind of just like making that connection not just like on stage but you know face to face like how's it going shake mm-hmm. hand and it's it's just great again and these are like these are small gestures that just make it like worth it you know what i mean it's just mm-hmm. like oh you know i'm i and playing out there sure for myself but it's nice just again someone just stops by the merch table and was like hey you guys are great like that's just effort you know what I mean somebody yeah. came up like to they didn't have to that's why like those people that like you kind of they kind of make the effort to to let it know that like they enjoyed like the music that you just played or mm-hmm. something like that or any like comments like that kind of just you know help out a little to to help out with the work like i said like we were bringing it back to the beginning like the amount of work that it took to get to that place in the first place you yeah know, to be able to play that show and be like oh okay you know what oh like all those practices we were doing everything like cool that was like and sometimes that's all you get you know what i mean you get like a um you get someone just saying thank you or someone coming up to the merch table you know getting a sticker getting anything yeah um, and it's oh, okay that's nice somebody made the effort because that's one of the weird things that i l- kind of put together about merch um or things that you sell with for your band i always used to think um oh people are buying People are buying just a T-shirt. Like that's that's all it is. Like mm-hmm. I, I thought about like when you go to the store and buy a shirt. I'm like that's angle, but that's not it. Like people buy stuff or come to the merch table or something because they want to support you. Like they yeah. hope that if they buy a shirt, not only like sure they get to like support you that way, but they hope that whatever like they contribute to you is just gonna help you make more music. You know what yeah. I mean? Like that's that's the biggest like deal. Um, of why like people will buy you know merch it's really not because like oh I really want a hat right now it's because like oh like I really want to help like this band out like this band was awesome like so I want to like do something to kind of help them yeah out. yeah and that's really good for like the touring bands and everything because yeah. it's like you know 
your $25 for like a shirt or a hoodie mm-hmm. could possibly help fill their tank to get to the next spot. It's like, I don't know if, I'm not sure if people know just how much their contributions like that really help the artists, whether it's like, you know, oh, you helped us buy dinner that night or you helped give us gas. Mm-hmm. But it's just, it goes a long way. It really does. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Like touring, touring bands like that, it's, it's like you said, it's, it's tough. Um, especially like all the time you see like people like running into just like, obstacles like on a road whether it's like the van breaking down and like you have to get to the next city to get like whatever money you're gonna get paid like um we had a we had a band uh sarah and a safe word they broke down they had an accident in oklahoma and they were supposed to be in like fort worth the next day so they had to like rent a van um to just come and play this show but they played it only with like four members like because two of them had to stay behind with the van yeah but like again they they still like made it to the show they still like performed like awesome like they they played like a great set and like still walked away like everybody like was there like like you know fell in love with the performance and mm-hmm. things like that i'm like that's that's the effort that i'm talking about you know yeah. what i mean like they they are having a shitty day like a shitty time right now like but they you got to figure it out you know you have to go there so the the performance what they like hopefully like get paid to play and then also like the the merchants so like is now like now they're going to have to pay that van you know what I mean like yeah. so so those are like the kind of roadblocks you hit there and yeah you're like oh well, this band's getting paid this much it's like yeah but look what just happened now like a, a bunch of that like has to go that maybe that or all of it you know what I mean just kind of yeah. go to fixing the van now how do they get home kind of thing you know um, but yeah I, I think people are that's what that's what I want more people to interact with bands you know what I mean to with musicians and stuff like that just to get it a glance into like that world to exactly. to, to appreciate it in that level and i think i think this scene does a really good job of offering opportunities like to do that you know what i mean to yeah to talk to people and and to kind of get a a glance into kind of what that what that all entails yeah and even just like getting to connect with other musicians especially around this area there have been so many shows that we played around here that are just like all local and it would be some of the best turnouts that we've ever seen and mm-hmm. uh, some of the best people around that we ever talked to. And it's really great because especially with uh, other bands and other musicians around this area, it's really nice to uh, connect as people. Yeah. And not just uh, see each other yell on stage for 30 minutes to 45 minutes. It's like really cool just to actually have a conversation, sit down, uh, share a drink together. I don't know. But yeah. other than that, just getting to know the person. Yeah, yeah. That's I think that's that's one of the things I appreciate about this scene is that it's super easy to do that. Like I've done that with so many so many people that I've met, so many friends that I still have to this day were just because of that. Like, you know what I mean? One of those interactions where someone came up to a merch people that I came up to there as they come up to mine or I just came up to them after. And now I have like friendships that have lasted like years over these people that I met at just like shows, whether going or performing at them. Um you know, you still have that chance to have the same interactions. That's mm-hmm. why I, I hope more people would just give the opportunity to just go to random shows. Yeah. Um, me and uh, me and DJ used to have this thing where every Tuesday we would find just a local, like something random thing happening, and we would just go to it whether we knew it or not, and had some great experiences. And I'm like, oh, this is just giving yourself the chance to just like, let me go see something. Like it yeah. might be good, it might be not, but I might meet people. You know what I mean? Yeah. You know, you never know what you're gonna walk mm-hmm. into. Never, never. Uh, actually, one of those I think we ran into um, a Japanese band, um, and they um, 
they were super like experimental i can't remember their name but like they had a like a little like one of those toy guns that makes sounds like yeah Ding! and they're like put that next to the pickups of the guitar and were like sampling that into like their music it was so nuts but it was like crazy it was so good um like an experience again i'm like oh you know what that's literally a random ass tuesday that we decided to just find a show anywhere we're like oh, okay um which we're like <laughs> we're trying to like we should bring that back just to get more people to just to show up to random stuff um but uh with with i mean with i guess one band since like you're about to release some stuff later on um mm. what do you know what are your plans for nothing for you you guys have um as of right now we do have some member changes okay. um but that's going along smoothly um, as far as new music goes, we have new stuff for the sake of on stage, mm-hmm. but uh, nothing yet in the studio. Um, I don't know when we'll have the aspirations for it. Um, we're still kind of like uh, trying to push out the new EP halfway yeah. down um, and then trying to gain a little traction off that. Maybe get some shirts eventually. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, but yeah, mainly the, my focus as far as new music goes is uh, focused with Saints. The Saints. Which, thing. yeah, we are in the closing stages of that album uh, just about six years later from our debut oh album. <laughs> just just uh, it's the right amount of time. <laughs> yeah. It's getting done. I'm sure people... Are you, uh, are you, uh, you guys going to play live shows and stuff like that? Again? Yes. Um, unfortunately, we have been offered shows, but it's always been either Nothing For You is playing or one of us has something going on that day. Uh, I think we've already had like three offers this year. That's the, that's the toughest part as a band, just in general, just like, oh, okay, yeah, we want to play that, but the logistics of just, like, getting to be able to play stuff, like, yeah. oh, how many people, because, I mean, everybody else is, like, doing stuff, and, got like, you have to have time to plan them out. Um, are you uh, bringing uh, the backflip back? Oh, always. <laughs> always. I was actually, the reason I found out about this podcast was someone tagged me in the clip of you and DJ, yeah, DJ was talking like, about that. I was like, oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> and uh, for the record, um, I have not missed one yet. That's probably Ooh. the day I do is probably gonna be the day that I like think that I should probably hang it up. <laughs> the day, just the one day that it, you can't do it. Yeah, like my bag gives out or something like that. Um, yeah, I've done one at about every single venue in the shoot, almost like since 2012, like almost 10 years of playing shows. Wow, nine years I think 2013, except for one venue, which is a uh, Killers. Cause it's tough. It's a tiny <laughs> if, joint. If yeah, if it's packed out, which usually kind of is, uh, it's hard to, to do a lot of maneuverability, like in there. Which is cool. I don't know why. Like I enjoy that at like smaller venues. Um, cause it, one, it doesn't take much to pack it out. But I just like that feeling of like. I feel like it it allows people to just hype themselves up a lot more and yeah. be more interactive when they're like in a crowded like little room together. Yeah, it gives it like a house show type vibe. Yeah, and I I love that. Like Killers, um, back when J and J's was still open. Oh, J and J's, yeah, especially. Oh, R.I.P. I miss that place. Rip. Um, but yeah, did they ever open the place that was I, I, open I don't think so. Uh, I haven't heard anything. Yeah. Um, but. Uh, yeah, like that's that small house show venue because like uh, I've I remember playing like house shows and they've always been like super awesome. Like yeah. it's just it's just fun, you know what I mean? Because I, I feel like it takes the pressure completely off of like anything other than like let's just fucking play. Like yeah. I still remember and actually uh, it's funny because I ran into the guy whose house it was like a week ago and I haven't seen this dude in like years. But we played and we were playing in his backyard and like uh, this was. Man, this was so many years ago because this is the first iteration of like what Under Oblivion used to be. Um, when we were in high school, and we were playing, 
and we were like on our last song and we were like doing uh we were about to hit like a, a break oh we played the breakdown we played and then like a cop car pulls up oh, no. to be in in the alley so we're in the backyard so he pulls up to the through the alley and like uh and i'm like yeah i don't know why and i'm just like you know what like so i was like i don't give a fuck that the cops right there like we're gonna do this breakdown again and like we just start playing it again and the cop like turns on like right as the breakdown hits he turns on his lights oh. and i'm like like that memory is engraved in my head because i'm just like that felt so cool it probably wasn't as cool as like, i remember it i go but in my mind like it is but um but I've been to like tons of those shows that have just like you just show up and there's bands playing and like I went to one not too long ago like uh maybe it's been a maybe a year or something um a year two maybe two years probably pre-COVID but um again it's just it's just like this random house and then like people are just packed into the and again it gives you I don't know it gives you more momentum to like one is if the person next to you is jumping around you know it's probably more comfortable if i jump around too so i'll yeah. jump around too yeah uh and then like if people start like moshing and pushing each other around like you want to do it too it's just it just adds that hype it, it, it becomes way more contagious exactly yeah which is just something that i i kind of been like eyeing about it's like you know what like that's why like I, i've been, i've had like the most fun at like house shows and like these smaller venue kind of shows yeah especially like when i think about like going to a concert i feel like people like who go to concerts and like nothing against it but like like anything american airlines or anything like that big i'm like this kind of sucks like i like i don't I'm, it's not my favorite like thing yeah. to do because i'm like that's if I, I guess i just am like just gonna watch it and that but it's so far because i've been spoiled by small shows and stuff like that of like bands that i've wanted to see. i i always talk about like i saw dance game and dance at tomcats like you know what i mean like a, t- a tiny ass venue that yeah. was completely packed out um and it was it was like i've had some of the funnest times there you know what i mean yeah i get what you mean about like those uh, american airline shows because i've never really seen a point of paying like what two hundred dollars at least to see someone on a jumbotron yeah like it and it kind of stings because like i want to see some of those artists you know but i'm like and especially now the whole thing with like scalpers and shit like just fucking ruins all of it it really does you're like okay maybe you're about to like you know, uh, pay you know two hundred bucks or something for a ticket. I'm like, all right, like I'll do it because I really want to see this person. Mm-hmm. But then like you don't get to the ticket in time, and now you have to pay five to six hundred dollars. You see these people paying astronomical prices, yeah. and I'm like, that's crazy. I'm like, to especially like again because I've been spoiled with like musicians that I want to see. Like I can go see them and see them like decently um, without having to really worry about that. Mm-hmm. But with like those bigger shows, I feel like there's got to be a way to like fix that you know that's that's i feel like that's ruining concert going for a lot of people because it's hella expensive like I, yeah. I had a friend who like went to go see a band and he ended up paying like i think he said like 500 dollars a ticket i'm like that's crazy i go for a show you know what i mean like for a concert i go that's insane like that's that's crazy that you had to pay that much um to just see a band you know what yeah. like that's that i don't know like that kind of the kind of just like it makes me mad like i'm like you know there's a bunch of people that i would like to see and uh yeah with with scalping and stuff like by the time you get to buy a ticket like it's not even a good ticket and it's still yeah, super expensive it's, yeah i mean i'm i'm guilty of going to shows like that not that it's a bad thing but i remember no. like 2019 i went to um 
Breaking Benjamin and Chevelle out mm-hmm. there at Dos Equis. And we got the lawn seats, and they weren't expensive at all. I yeah. mean, yeah, it was really far away from the performers, but it just goes back to what we talked about earlier. There's just something about going to go see a band that you really like yeah. live. Like, actually getting to see them perform, um, hearing what, you know, you always, like, either hear from your headphones or car speakers, actually getting to sit there and witness it. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. It is, yeah, it, like I said, if... That's why. That's why I said like I definitely nothing against like going to because I think I went to oh yeah I remember I went to I I think at the Dos Equis I don't know what it was called then it's gone through so many names oh, like Jexa yeah Jexa uh, but it was a uh, uh, Foo Fighters came and they played for three fucking hours three hours and I was on the lawn like you know what I mean like I was I was on the lawn and I didn't even realize that they were on for three hours like because i'm like they have so many fucking songs like like good and that was one of the shows because i literally was going i'm like is this gonna be fun we're gonna be so far away like i hadn't been to a show like that in like a while and uh i didn't even notice like i'm like i looked at like down in my watch i'm like three hours has gone by like how like i've been standing here like like, i didn't sit down (laughs) once or anything i don't have a seat or anything like i've literally been standing here for three hours just watching a band and just being enthralled by it i mean like yeah so again music i don't think it doesn't matter like where you see it from and that's why i get like people who see them from like far away because if that's if that's the artist that you love and you want to see like just hear it like i said that live that live feeling is something like they can't take away from you yeah you'll you'll sit anywhere yeah exactly yeah pretty much which yeah i totally get that um god three hours dude dave grohl is a legend I don't know how they made it to three hours. I, I can't. Nah, dude, I barely make it through <laughs> like five dude, songs. Dude, 25 minutes set. I'm dripping sweat. <laughs> I'm like, dude. And, and their sh- shit is interactive. That dude's running back and forth through the yeah. stage. I'm like, I'm like, this is insane. And, and he, I didn't even notice. He has sustained so much from yeah. a live set. Like, I remember he like fell off, broke his leg or something like that. Just propped oh, his leg up and kept playing. came back and played, yeah. And it's like, I respect that so much. I've played through maybe like three different respiratory infections and like a rolled ankle and i think i should get like a bringing a purple heart for it. <laughs> it's a it's a band purple heart but yeah man, it's it's insane what what we'll kind of go through just to just to play because yeah again yeah I've, I've played it like shows um like sick or not feeling good or something just because i'm like i you know that's my opportunity to do so you know yeah. i'm gonna do it um as much as I can, yeah. I'm not gonna let anything kind of get in the way of it. Like, yeah. um, I've had my car like wrecked into like right before a show. Mm. Um, like, and then I'm like, you know what? Deal with us later. Like, we're still playing like the show kind of thing. Like, nothing yeah. really like gets in the way like of of like shows and stuff like that. And and it's it's kind of nice like um, to have that outlet, which is uh, you know it's funny but it's one of the things that i've like been missing because i'm like oh, i don't get to do that anymore but like going to shows and that so i make up for it and like being able to to go and luckily like with doing noise run and stuff i get to go to a bunch of shows and then i try to go to shows outside outside of ours because yeah. i'm like dude I, it's so much fun like it's yeah. so much fun just to see people play uh and again just getting to meet that and just expanding like music palette you know what i mean yeah. like even going to show that i wouldn't normally go to to be able to listen to something and I'll find something like I'm, I'm usually a lot less I'm definitely a lot less I think when early super early on into my music I was very like almost elitist in a way where I only like a specific thing I'm like nah I don't like any of this shit and like over the years now I just fucking love music and I'm just like I just want to hear it like I just I don't care like 
what I'm listening to, I'll go and I can find something that I love about like this band or that I like about this band um, or any artist. Now I just enjoy listening to stuff. Yeah, um, as much as I love metal, like as much as I love playing it, listening to it, um, I will admit it has probably some of the worst fan base out there oh. if you feel called out check yourself <laughs> it's, true. But it's just because of the elitist of like say like a random band like bands like memphis mayfire mm-hmm. it's like you got like stuff like the hollow and the challenger mm-hmm. um and i'll even say unconditional because i liked that album fight me <laughs> um and then they get this lot of hold and broken and i personally didn't like that album or any of those albums but it's like it's stuff they wanted to write stuff they wanted to do so you know more power to them yeah um their newer stuff i'm digging it especially like some of the like the softer stuff from I and i'm starting to i think as i've grown up it's like you know whether i like it or not they probably appreciate that or not but mm. at the end of the day it's the music that they want to write and that they want to perform yeah and you know more power to them all yeah and especially being in a i think when you're in a band you kind of give you start cutting like bands a little bit more slack about like oh they changed this and that i'm like yeah because that's just how it happens like yeah. you can't if if you were asked like if you like personally were asked to write the same like the ep that you just dropped write it again like just change a few things up and now like you're gonna hate that like you know yeah. if you're gonna try to write the same type of thing like no i want to make something again you are most of the time we're always trying to like better ourselves and not technically to write something more technical or this and that i just like just more music to make me feel like i accomplished something you yeah. know what i mean like it's something good and and that takes creativity changes and most of the time we're not listening to like metal to write metal you know what i mean we're getting it from like other anything else that we're listening to and trying to oh like how do we bring in different techniques and this and that that's why like meeting people talking to different bands finding out how they write is beneficial just for yourself you know which is again why you want to kind of nurture those friendships and like relationships with people mm-hmm. um because again you you bring all that all that is influence that you bring back into your own writing yeah and looking back on i can't really you know blame the artist for going through all that because especially through to compare to them the short time that i've been doing this mm-hmm. it's like you spend so much time grinding on this kind of song this kind of genre uh, listening to it getting influenced by it writing it performing it that it's like i just need a break yeah i just kind of want to write something that's a little bit off the script from what our track record has shown yeah so you know looking back at that i i can't blame any of the artists that have kind of um steered away from their home sound if you will yeah yeah, no, because uh, again, it music comes from a place from your environment. You mean like where your headspace is at at that current moment? Mm-hmm. And most of the time, when stuff is released and getting performed, like it's been written from a long, you know, a while ago, and you're not feeling that anymore. And it's like, oh, I'm feeling something different now. Whatever yeah. it may be, so you're not gonna write the same music. You can't, you know what I mean? Because you you're not in whatever headspace you were then. Yeah, you have to write what's what's happening now you know what i mean how what am i creatively being able to do at the moment you know what i mean and that's why shit just changes all the time yeah yeah stuff like that always makes me wonder like for going back i guess to breaking benjamin mm-hmm. like playing songs that they wrote so long ago it's like they'll still play diary of jane as their last song it's like how do yeah. they feel about that song <laughs> now true and, and and you get a lot of people that are like oh i still like love that song and then some people that don't like like it anymore but it'll play it because they understand that people like enjoy it um, and I feel like I don't know if if that happens at like 
because I know I've gone through that where I'm like, oh, people like this song, but I don't like this song yeah. anymore. I'm like, if I go through it, like, I can't imagine like people who like written hits that like people are like, I fucking love this song, and you're like way past and writing new stuff. That's why like it's kind of tough when you're like maybe like a band, you know, like Brankett Benjamin writing new stuff, and people are like, I don't want to listen to that. I want to listen to Diary of Jane, and then like, fuck, like I want people to listen to like this <laughs> stuff. So you gotta like figure out a way. But again, you always find. You will always have a fan most of the, for what you're writing most of the time. Whoever it may be, it might not be the old fan that's like a Diary of Jane, like Die Hard, but you find new ones and like you progress. That's just the way you make progress. Yeah, I feel like uh, Danny Warsnow probably feels this way about like the uh, oh, final yeah. episode. <laughs> probably, probably. Um, I've never like listened to a lot of like the. Actually, I, I don't think I've ever listened to Asking Alexandria. That was one of like of the first like core albums that. I like got me into the genre. Really? Yeah. When I was like, when I was a kid, I was in like seventh grade. We all had like laptops for our school, mm-hmm. and the two albums that I would bring up there were "The Poison" by Bullet, mm-hmm. and then uh, "As Daylight Dies" by Killswitch, nice. and then those were my go-to's like for like a year. Yeah. And then I had this new discovery of like "Attack Attack" self-title, and then uh, "Stand Up and Scream," <laughs> I remember that one. and then um, "Guilty Pleasure," but uh, we stitched these wounds, uh, "Black Veil Brides." Oh, I never listened to that. <laughs> uh, yeah, I grew out of that one quickly. But it's, it was just all one big gateway, which I feel like everyone has their different story of what got them into metal in general or whatever yeah. kind of music they like. And um, that's another thing that I just love to hear is everyone's story. Um, what? Yeah, uh, everyone. Yeah, everyone has one, and it's it's kind of cool to see like. Um, some commonality because I remember the Attack Attack self title was like I, for some reason I thought that shit was revolutionary yeah. when I first heard it I'm like oh my this, god this, this is sick this, yeah. I was like this is the I literally showed so many people like Attack Attack when that self title like when I found it and I'm just like I was like more people need to know about this I need to like spread this <laughs> spread the gospel so I like showed so many people Attack Attack um, and even like people who didn't like metal like like that just because it like was so crazy how they mixed their little like it was such a stuff. middle ground. Yeah, I'm like, oh, okay, this is nice. That that's kind of what happened when I first got into um, anything with like, it, uh, I I guess metal. I don't know if you would consider it metal, but anything with like heavier like screams and vocal stuff like that was yeah. uh, was a day to remember. Is like. Um, I can't remember the name of the thing. The one with the phoenix on it. Anyways. Oh, uh, for those who have heart. For those who have heart. Yes, I sir. That? I love that album. To this day, like, I don't know. That album, I still, like, that, super that, enjoy. That album holds up. But uh, uh, that was the one where I think I heard... It was it was the... The Plots Upon the Panhandle was the first one. And I'm like, oh, like, he... Because they, cause they would sing and scream together. That's yeah. literally the, the thing. I'm like, people... i like, you can do that? You can do both? And uh, my friend's like, yeah. Like, I was like, oh, okay. I didn't know that. And then I started, like, diving into more bands that, like, did that. That's when I, like, found, you know, Attack Attack kind of, like, got in there. That's when... Um, I discovered uh, Dance Kevin Dance back then. Like anything that ha- you can mix those two, like revolutionize me. At the time, like I really like singing. And that's even why I got into like the band in the first place. Because I'm like, I, like they do like heavier stuff, but I feel like I can sing in there. Yeah. Like if I want to. So that's literally why I learned to scream was just so I was able to sing with it. And they like they were cool with it. Now, granted, shit was terrible. Like <laughs> I was I was so bad at both. You know what I mean? Like I wasn't good at, at singing or screaming. But they need like I did honestly I did the same thing that you did. It was like their vocalist wasn't showing up, and I would show up to their practice just to like listen and chill. And so I memorized like all their songs. And he's like, he's not showing up again. It's now I'm like, 
hey, do you guys just need someone to fill in? Like, I, I wrote something, like, while I was here. Like, you, like we could just, like, at least, like, have something. Yeah. He's like, all right. And then, like, they were like, fuck it. Yeah, fuck that dude. You know? It sounded <laughs> like you were plotting from the beginning. I, I, well, I yeah, kind of was, yeah. Because I'm like, let's see. Because I, I kept hearing, like, them complaining about him. I'm like, if he's not showing up, man, I'm gonna show up. I'm like, so just I, pull up with a, you know, I, I just happened to stumble upon this whole <laughs> full length album worth of lyrics. Pretty I much, mean. Yeah, pretty much had the notebook full. I'm like, he's like, yeah, those those three songs you guys keep practicing over. Yeah, I have I have lyrics. <laughs> and they were just like, yeah, man, we need somebody. Sure, we're gonna be like, teaching yeah. the guitar parts and everything. <laughs> but. Um, it, it's cool like everyone does have like a little like origin story on like what got them to the type of music that they write you know what i mean like it it took so many so much influence but uh it's kind of fun to see you're right like the uh their little like gateway what what was the trigger to be like oh yeah. okay, this is what i want to try like to do um man yeah uh so saints can lie dropping some new stuff nothing for you's got a few shows coming up mm-hmm. um yeah, this was this was fun. I don't have I don't have anything else <laughs> out of my head. Uh, when's the next Nothing for You show? Uh, it's April 9th at the Ridgely Theater. We're April. headlining the uh, Insomniacs Playground. That's right, the Dallas Insomniacs. Independent Entertainment. Dude, they've been doing such a great job too. Those Insomniacs Playgrounds have been pretty cool. Like yeah. they've been doing well. Um, so shout out to shout out to Jesse, Daisy, everybody working over there. The OG Nick Womack. Um. Yeah, and then uh, damn. Let me know when the Saints Can Lie stuff comes out. Yeah, uh, for sure. Um. Yeah, we do. Uh, we're starting to do um like reaction shit too. too okay. On on our North channel. Um. So once you get stuff, you send it my way, and we'll put that bitch on there too. Sounds good. Uh. But thank you again. Uh. Thank you guys for watching. Thank Jake for stopping by. Thank Appreciate you for having you. me. And uh, listen to. I'll tag all his stuff. All Saints Can Lie stuff. All of nothing for you will be tagged below. Well, thank you for having me. I'm yeah. so glad to be on here. I've always wanted to kind of do stuff like this, and this has been a blast. And yeah, I can't wait to see what the future holds for the both of us. Oh, yeah, same thing. Same thing. All right, I'll see you guys later. Later.